0: Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. So, as you know, the Jim and Mary are in Israel, or maybe you don't know, but they're in Israel. So, Jim asked me to teach this morning. But what I'm going to say is, I'm not really teaching, I'm speaking, and you'll see what that means later. But you are going to get out earlier today, so you're welcome. <laughs> So anyway, I I think it's really funny. God showed me a couple things this morning already because what I'm going to share has been resonating in my heart for a while. And I actually am going to release a word over you to begin with in a moment. And I released this word, or I got this word from the Lord a couple years ago, but I feel like it's resonating more now than it ever has. So it was really funny because I thought, you know what? He's having me share about compromise and wavering. And I'm like, <laughs> I was so wavering about this. I'm like, won't he let us experience exactly what we're going to release? So he had me laughing today because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been totally wavering on sharing this. And the reason being is because it's just real easy for me to share on inner healing. I, actually, several people said, so you're teaching on inner healing this morning? I'm like, no. Because I asked the Lord like three times, and I got no green light whatsoever. And he kept bringing me back to this. And I'm like, I'm just not sure. I was very wavering about it. So anyway, I had somebody come up to me. Thank you, Sherry. She came up to me, and she said, hey, the Lord told me to look for you this morning and tell you that you know exactly what Holy Spirit's saying. And I was like, what in the world? He just sets us up. But anyway, it's really funny. So I'm going to release this word over you all, and I want you to really take it into your hearts. It's the word resolute. And what resolute means, and this is for all of you, so each one of you take it. He wants you to be purposeful, determined, resolved, decided, adamant, firm, fixed, set, intent, steadfast, deliberate, unfaltering, persevering, unshakable, constant, brave, bold, courageous, and unwavering. That is your word, resolute for anything that is going on in your life, any arena of your life. So in scripture, in James 1, 6, and I apologize, I'm going to read the scriptures to you because I did not give them to Roger. So in James 1, 6, it talks about wavering. Believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea. Blown and tossed by the wind. We all know the scripture. The person, this is what really gets me. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. The Lord is very clear that we're not to be compromising or wavering. He would rather have us be hot or cold than lukewarm. And be wavering and like, well, I'm not sure. You know, I just, he doesn't want us to be like that. Let our yes be yes, our no be no, and stand on his truth. So he wants us to be non-wavering in everything that we do. He doesn't want us to be tossed to and fro because we're double-minded. When he says such a person that is double-minded and unstable and won't receive from the Lord, that's pretty, um, that's pretty powerful. So what causes us to be compromising and, and wavering? It's fear. It's doubt. It could be worry. So, our standard of truth is always the word of God. It has all the answers to all the questions we have and we are seeing many even in the Christian community. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about as Christians, we're seeing many wavering. And why is that? And this isn't a political message though it encompasses political but not the political spirit. That's different. But we don't want to offend anyone. That's our big stance as Christians. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to be judgmental. That can be a compromise in and of itself. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, we have to really look at whatever the situation is, or circumstance, or social justice issues, or whatever it is. Because the religious spirit can be in play. So, in a political arena, Right now, things are really revved up, as we know. We're going into the midterms. We know things are very revved up, probably more than they ever have been. It's crazy. But the political spirit and the religious spirit go hand in hand. So the political spirit will say, you're a racist. You're insensitive. You're phobic about so many things. And then the religious spirit, because it goes hand in hand, it will say to you, you don't want to be judgmental. You don't want to be critical. So you have those two things that are hand in hand, and we have to be really careful that we don't waver on the the word of God, but that we don't partner with those political and religious spirits because that's not who we are. God handles it totally different than that. So we don't go by our emotions, our opinions, our thoughts, but we go by the the word. is we We don't go by emotion, opinions, and thoughts that dictate, but the word is the standard of truth. Always the word is the standard of truth. So we always go back to see what the word says, and we stand on it without wavering. Now, we can do that with great love. As Christians, we don't want to offend. We don't want to be critical or judgmental. But that's different than standing on the word of God, as long as we use love. Love is the key. And we can have these conversations, whatever they are. And again, I'm just not talking about political. I'm talking about relationships, whatever it is. Every arena of our life. As long as we use love, like most of of us know that, but like, do we really use love? We always have to look at the motivation of our heart and the delivery of the message. The motivation of our heart. When I'm talking to someone, what's the motivation of my heart? What is, how am I delivering that message? So Jim has said so many times not to deliver over Facebook or text. He says it all the time. I say it to people all the time. And guess what I did? (laughs) got right in that Facebook dialogue. <laughs> so we need to be really careful not to do that because it won't it won't be read well, it won't be received well and it's it's generally it won't change anything. So I'll tell you what happened just a quick story. These people do not go here if they don't live in the state and you do not know them. <laughs> Preface. So it was a Facebook thing. I ask a lot of questions just normally anyway. So there was a post so I you know, I did a private messenger. I'm like, hey, can you just help me understand? I wasn't like, hey, you know, can you help me? It was like, seriously, hey, can you help me understand this? Because I know that they were in, they're Christians. And so I'm like, I don't understand how you've gone from that, where you were, to living under the old covenant. It was really like, it really didn't make sense to me. I'm like, why would you want to go and live under the old covenant, under the law, when you've been set free from the law because Jesus fulfilled the law. So it was kind of in that realm. (laughs) So it was like I really just want to know the answers to the questions. And then I would always say (laughs) it was never heated. There was never like an argument. It wasn't really debating. It wasn't anything like that. I was asking questions. And so it was interesting because I realized, oh, this is not going to change anything. I looked back, and it had been 30 days that we we were going back and forth about this. 30 days i had no idea and i'm like oh my gosh it changed nothing they're not changing their stance they that's what they want to do god bless them and they're not going to change my mind of who jesus is so don't waste your time and energy just as a side note (laughs) i just thought it was funny because again i experienced the very thing i was going to talk about it's like okay god you're just like really funny so with everything going on right now, always, I don't just not right now, but especially right now, because we all know the world is crazy, and crazy things are happening. So I always say this in Sozo, or I tell anybody this at any time. We're looking at spirit realm. We are not looking at flesh and blood. In Sozo, for those of you that don't know, that's our inner healing and deliverance ministry. So in Sozo, I, say, I always say, we're putting people over here. We're put, putting flesh and blood over here, and we're just looking at spirit realm. So what's going on in the spirit realm? In Ephesians 6.12, it says, we we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness <clears throat> of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So see, we set flesh aside, and we're just looking at what's going on in the spirit realm. And again, right now, more than ever, I've never seen it in my entire lifetime, I've never seen it like it is now. And it's pretty wild because it is, it's not political. It's evil versus good, it's darkness versus light, and it's lies versus truth. And we really need to get a hold of that instead of going, we're putting Democrats over here, we're putting Republicans over here, independents, I don't care about any of that. I just want to look at the word or whatever the issue might be, and I just want to ask this question. And this is a good question for you. Is it evil versus good? Is it darkness versus light? Is it, is it a lie versus truth? And more than that, is it pleasing to God and does it line up with his word? Is it pleasing to God and does it line up with his word? Remember, we're walking in love, we're delivering in love, but we're going to stand on what the word says. So is it pleasing to God? I'll give you an example of this. So <laughs> okay, so this isn't a sozo thing, just so you know, so I'm not I'm not like um, saying anything about that. So because everything's confidential in Sozo. But I have had people, whether they're friends or family, I've had people say, Well, you know, I don't see anything wrong with getting a little buzzed. I'm like, okay. So I'm not gonna give them my thoughts or opinions, because they don't care what I think really anyway but I'm not going to give them my thoughts or opinion, but I can line it up with the word. So if somebody's saying to me, well, I just get a little buzz. I don't get really drunk. I just drink a little buzz. I just like to be happy. I'm like, oh, there's some keys there, right there. So I'm like, okay, and I try not to go my Sozo mode. So I literally just will say, well, what does the word have to say about that? Because these are generally Christians I'm talking to. So it's really like, I just like to get buzzed. Okay, so what does the word say about that? I'm not like preaching the word to them, but I'm asking them a question. And the word is saying, be sober-minded, be filled with this. There's like There's like 35 different verses on drunkenness. So buzzed, <laughs> drunkenness. So I can just take them back to the word in a loving way. I'm not judging them. I'm not even being critical. I don't really care because it's their walk with the Lord. But if they're specifically asking me, I'm going to share with them. Probably you getting buzzed isn't the best thing to do, and maybe there is a reason that you feel like you need to do that. I've had people say to me, um, again, not not necessarily a situation, but I've had people say to me, well, I smoke pot. I smoke a little bit of marijuana because it just makes me feel good. Okay, well, they're actually calling me to ask about this. So I, I have, you know, I've been invited to um, say a few things. So it's like, I just smoke a little pot because I just like to relax. Okay. (laughs) So let's go there. Are you doing it for medicinal purposes? Excuse me, for for like pain or something like that? No, I'm not. I'm doing it just because I like to get high. Okay. These are Christians. (laughs) I'm doing this to get high. Okay. Is it causing a problem in your relationship with your wife? Yes. Okay. That's a key right there. So I said, so I'm asking so what you're saying to me is I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to get high because I just like to relax, even though it's affecting your marriage. Yes. It's like, okay, talk about wavering and compromises and all kinds of lies that they're listening to. It's like, no. No, that isn't probably the best-case scenario. Let's look at see what the Word says about it. And you know what? <laughs> the one person, it's happened actually more than one time, but the one person said, I go, I just have, just ask Holy Spirit. That was a so-so thing, but it's so much easier. Just ask Holy Spirit, what do you think about that? And he said immediately, I don't need to ask. I'm like, okay, so you have your answer, and he goes, yes. So he wasn't happy about his answer, but you know what? He quit smoking pot, (laughs) and he saved his marriage. So those are just examples of some, because everybody thinks, oh, it's a political thing. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the standard, the truth of the word, and that we could, see, I could have just said to them, I don't know, just, you know, it's probably okay if you're just doing it to relax a little bit. I mean, like, who cares? Well, his marriage cared, <laughs> and it saved his marriage. So we just want to be, that's what I'm talking about, delivering in love. See, that wasn't, offense. I didn't, def, you know, I wasn't offended, or he wasn't offended, and there wasn't anything like that. You know, nobody was angry, nobody was, it was a conversation. So anyway, <laughs> we just always want to stand on the word. So I want to look at the word compromise. So we all think we know what compromise means and we probably do. Now I'm not talking about compromise in a a marriage or a business deal. I'm talking again about compromising the word of God. So compromise means weakening or giving up of our principles or ideals rather than what is just or right. So we're weakening or giving them up, our principles and ideas, rather than what is just or right. See, we'll waver, we'll compromise. A compromise can be a slow process. I found this interesting. It's a hundred, actually, it said a thousand, small concessions in our heart and our mind that eventually wear away the truth. So we depart from the truth. Just as little things little compromise here, little compromise here, little pot here, little this here. And then what happens? The truth doesn't prevail. A compromiser is one who leaves the principles of God's word to reconcile a competing philosophy. Or way of life. I want to read that again. A compromiser is one who leaves the principles of God's word to reconcile a competing philosophy or way of life. He knows the, tr- the truth, but he's really rejecting it because he's watering down the truth. So we need to be really careful. And I can't say it enough. It's not about politics. It's a matter of good and evil, righteousness and perversion, and life and death. See, we're in a spiritual war, and we don't like to look at that. Well, I don't really, you know, we don't do warfare. <laughs> we are in a spiritual war right now, more than ever again. So it's about being aware, alert, engaged is a key word, engaged. See, we don't, I know that we don't have to be concerned about what the devil, <coughs> devil does, and I say that constantly in Sozo. We don't have to be concerned about that. We already know that he came to kill, steal, and destroy. But we have our spiritual weapons, and we need to make sure we use them because we are in a spiritual war. And if we don't use those weapons now, this country is going to be in a very, very sad place, which brings me to somebody saying – I wasn't even going to say that. But it brings me to somebody that has told me – several people, I'll put it that way – God doesn't care about America. (laughs) God does not care about America, and he's not into politics. I'm not saying he is, but he loves America. I know he loves America because we're his sons and daughters, and we live in America, and he cares about us and loves us. And he is a nation's God. Look at Abraham. He loves, loves the nations. He has a destiny for all the nations, so he does care. And he was in the midst of politics constantly because look at the Pharisees and all of the people that were around him. So anyway, he loves America, and he loves you because you're his son or daughter, and you live here. So he cares very much. But we have a place in that, and we need to make a stand and not compromise and not be wavering. So let's look at our spiritual weapons real quick. We know that it's the Word. We stand on the Word. It's prayer and intercession. God bless the intercessors. I mean, they know how to go deep, deep, deep with the Lord. All of you can be intercessors and go deep with the Lord. It takes time, and it costs something. So it's just like how many of us are willing to go that deep in prayer with the Lord over the midterms, over everything that's happening in the school systems, over whatever mountain it might be, because there's a lot to tackle out there. So it's the word, it's prayer, and it's worship. So I'm going to look at, we're going to look at carnal weapons versus spiritual, because that's the key. In 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, we don't even have to be concerned about it because we're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, the enemy tries to come in with strongholds, which are faulty thinking patterns based on lies. The enemy's target for spiritual assault that he repeatedly aims is at the human mind. He tries to to get us to waver and compromise in our thinking. He targets it, just a little. Just compromise a little here. That's not quite, just a little bit until those things just add up, and then we just, like, we don't stand on the truth. Our weapons are mighty through God. Carnal weapons are ineffective. So what do carnal weapons look like? Arguments. (laughs) We're seeing this everywhere. Arguments, corrupt communication, backbiting, devouring, slander, gossip. (laughs) Intellectual reasoning, fighting, being proud and haughty. And we do not want to be known for our carnal weapons. We do not want to partake and be known for these kind of weapons. This is ineffective. And when believers operate in, in the carnal weapons, it's fear which causes them to do that and wavering and compromising. So don't take up your time with arguments, corrupt communication, being proud and haughty like we know it all. We just have to be really careful. So in 2 Corinthians 10.5, so how do we do this? We do it by casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we, we, we have the authority to cast down the imaginations. Those are we cast down the arguments. We cast down the theories. We cast down the reasonings. We cast those down. We don't believe them as truth. So we have the power and the authority that God's given us not to partner with those things of carnal weapons. Does that make sense? Yeah, so one of the things um, how to do that is by, as as a thought, because it all starts with a thought. I say this all the time. It starts with a thought. So as soon as they enter your mind where you feel like you might be wavering, you might be compromising a little bit, you seize the thought. Refuse to accept it as truth regardless of what anybody around you is saying or your five senses are saying, no landing place. Know which voice is speaking. And then you dismiss it and you replace it with truth. The word says take every cap- thought captive. So we cast them down so they will not take root in your heart. So this is really important. Your heart incubates your thoughts And then the steps you take immediately after receiving the thoughts will determine which kingdom you operate from. So we will switch kingdoms and not even realize it because there's something that in our heart, our thoughts get incubated, and then that next step that we'll take after that thought comes in, whatever it is, then it'll determine which kingdom we're operating from. I always say we're a tissue paper away from walking into the other side, so to speak. So we have to be so sharp and so on top of things. So one of the (laughs) – I just laugh when I think about this, so it's not really funny. Um, One of the most compromising, wavering people, two people ever in the world was Adam and Eve. (laughs) I mean, you think about that. So I'm not going to read Genesis. We all know the story about the garden – And that God commanded, well, I'll read you the part about in 2.15, where he commanded Adam. Notice he commanded Adam. He didn't command Eve, by the way. But we'll just start with 2.15. He commanded Adam, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For when you do, you shall surely die. Now, something sticks out there with me. Number one, he told Adam... Eve has not even been created yet. So he spoke to Adam, and he said, when you eat, you shall surely die. And I'm like, of course God knew he was going to eat. But I'd never caught that before when I read it. I'm like, when you eat? It's like, yeah. So he told Adam, and then this is what Eve did when she found out, which I assume, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, okay, so that wasn't until four verses later when she was created, so he told Adam, I couldn't find any place where he told her, so I'm assuming Adam told her, and maybe he added, because she had said, well, we'll get there in a minute, you shall not, you shall not touch or eat. She actually added something to that, and I was wondering why there was an addition to that. So I'm like, huh, Adam must have either told her that, or she thought that in her own head. I guess it doesn't matter, because they blew the whole thing anyway, but... <laughs> This is the example of what we can do on any given day. So the bait, number one was the bait. Started a conversation. He will use stimuli to to stimulate your thoughts and your mind. We don't want to listen to what the enemy has to say. We don't want to take his bait. Then there was a mixture, mixed a lie with truth. He will get you to entertain a lie. Just get you to entertain it. Just a little mixture there. Just a little compromise, just a little wavering. <laughs> Considered. She, co- she meditated on it. He will use whoever he can to do his dirty work. He will use people around you to get you to consider. She was just considering, just wavering a little bit. Negotiation. Eve countered the proposition with what she thought God said. <laughs> she listened to the strange voice. Then she misquoted God. His plan is to get you to shift away from the word to your own thinking. How many times have we done that? Countered. He countered at this time, because isn't that how he is? He countered at this time, and he shifted and she shifted from spiritual sense to carnal. He had her question what God said. That's when she switched right there. She owned it. She owned it as her thought, pondered again, and believed it. Right then, she switched kingdoms. This is where the battle of the mind is won. So uh, pay attention to your thought processes. Sedation. The poison began to penetrate her heart, and she became fearful because, remember, she thought God was hiding something from them. She allowed her own will to rule. See, we have a choice to make, to believe the word of God or a lie. Compromise and wavering. Enticement. She saw... That it was good for food. So she saw that it was good for food, even though she knew all of the other things. It's good. She saw it appealed to her eye, it appealed to her flesh, it went to her heart. She rejected the word for lie, thinking apart from God. See, the enemy's goal is to get you to be carnal and not see you with your spiritual eyes. But we have good news <laughs> because then God, right? <laughs> then God. So here are some of God's promises. So these are our spiritual weapons. We want to keep them really close to us at all times because we can't afford to be wavering or compromising, and like I said right now, more than ever. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Behold, I give you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Ephesians, we all know Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. We're totally covered from head to toe. We don't have to be concerned. We have the armor of God that we can put on. I actually don't ask the Lord to put it on me anymore. I just ask him to adjust it in the morning. I'm just like, God, will you just adjust the armor that I have on? Because you know what I'm, I'm up against today and I don't, but you do. So I don't go through the helmet of salvation. But I don't go through it all, but I'm like, will you adjust it for me today? I don't get out of bed without, very rarely do I get out of bed without saying that. We sit in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. I mean, think about that. We literally sit in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. So if everything's under his feet, everything's under our feet. And we have our armor on. Perfect love casts out fear. God's love conquers the strong man called fear. As long as we walk in love, that's the key. We have to walk in love. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7 says, resist his bait, and he is forced to flee. <laughs> I love the trans, uh, passion translation. Resist his bait, and he is forced to flee. He has no inroads. He has no access. See, the enemy only has as much access as we give him. And I always say this in Sozo, if we give him this much, he's going to take it. If we give him this much, he's going to party with it. And it all starts with our thoughts. It all starts with not wavering and not compromising. So the weapons of our warfare, walk in love, resist the devil, use the name of Jesus. Oh, use the name of Jesus. Obey the word at all cost and walk by faith and not by sight. So again, as Christians, we need to be unwavering, steadfast, bold, bold courageous, we really need to walk in boldness and and courage right now. We need boldness and courage. I know I do. I might not be speaking for you, but I know I need boldness and I need courage and constant while we we walk in love and truth, and then we stand on the truth. If we aren't speaking the truth, who's going to? Who's going to? The world, they're not going to hear truth from the world we're not going to hear any truth from the world. Oh, my gosh, turn to any news station at any time during any day, and it's just like, whew, lies, lies, lies. It doesn't matter what channel. Everybody's lying. <laughs> Everybody's compromising. Everybody's just trying to get a vote. It's horrible. So it's, but as Christians, we need to use our voice, and we need to stand on the word of God. So I actually want to do a couple activations right now with you guys. And I just want everybody to close their eyes. Just kind of relax. Close your eyes. Don't worry about anybody next to you. And I just want you to ask the Lord. And for those of you that say, I do not hear from the Lord, ask him and you will hear. (laughs) He's not going to withhold from you. He talks to us all in different ways. It's not going to be an audible voice, but your spirit's going to know the answer to the question. So I just want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to say, however you address God, I address him Father God. You might say God. You might say Dad. But I just want you to ask him, am I compromising in any way? might want to write it down or you'll probably remember but we're going to do a head check a heart check and a soul check so right now i just want you to keep your eyes closed and i want you to ask him father god has my voice been shut down subdued stifled or my sphere of influence has my voice been shut down subdued stifled in any way, or my sphere of influence, because if your voice is shut down, your sphere of influence is probably lagging. How many of you feel like your voice has been shut down, stifled? Raise your hands. Yeah. Okay. Will you guys go ahead and stand up because I want to pray over you you feel like it's been stifled anyway, shut down anyway, subdued, you know, just kind of, hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean because you've been compromising or wavering, but it's been shut down. So just close your eyes, and I'm just going to pray over you. Yeah, Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you right now for every person that has stood today. You know all about them, God. You know their heart's desire. You know the assignments you have for them. And, God, we know that you need their voice. And I just thank you right now that you're just breaking off, just breaking off that deaf and dumb spirit that has come against them to shut them down. That deaf and dumb spirit has to go to the foot of the cross right now. It has no authority over you. It's not allowed to be around you, on you, in you. No residue from the deaf and dumb spirit. So, God, I thank you that right now you're opening up, opening up, opening up, opening up their ears. (laughs) you're opening up their ears so that they can hear clearly from you and you're dropping the scales from their eyes drop the scales from their eyes Lord I thank you for all the fear falling to the ground right now all fear be gone in the name of Jesus and God I thank you that you're calling forth a brand new voice for them a brand new voice a voice that will be heard will be honored will be respected and will be understood No longer will you be stifled and shut down. God's calling you to the forefront to stand where you need to stand, and he wants you to um, fulfill the assignment that he's given you. You have influence, and he needs your voice. He can't have you wavering, compromising, or not speaking up out of fear. So, God, I thank you today. Yeah, we're putting a sword in the ground right now in the name of Jesus. And no longer will you partner with the enemy to say what you have to say is not important. So I thank you, God, for those assignments are canceled that you gave them, that you're just helping them today step into those assignments. So each one of you that has your, that's standing, you're stepping into your assignments today with boldness. You're courageous. You're bold. And you're not going to back up or back down again. So I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. The last one we're going to do... Because I just-